you're free to move in if you want to. You don't have to. You get to if you want to. But we're continuing the book of Mark tonight. And I'll tell you, it's good stuff. And so you might as well stay. You know I'm going to ask you to stand and read the Word. You don't have to, but everybody else is going to. You're going to feel real strange if you don't. So let's. Uh, we're going to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 8. And we've got just a few more weeks on Mark, maybe a couple more. I'm not sure. I'm going through the book of Mark, and I'm pulling things out of it that are, that are jumping out at me. I learned a long time ago, if it doesn't move me, it's not going to move you. That's just common sense, isn't it? If it's boring to me, I'm going to bore you. If it, if it jumps out at me, it's going to jump out at you. And so uh, I wait for something to move my heart. And, uh, uh, you know, we could real technically tear Mark apart and look at it, but I would rather share what has become life uh, to me out of uh, this book. So I want to talk to you tonight about the, the power of what you think about. The power of what you think about. And so let's look at the verses up here. Uh, now, we're, we're going to look at um, Simon Peter is about to tell Jesus who he really is. And let, let's read it, and then we'll, we'll look at it. Two different scenarios here. Simon Peter scores a bullseye, and then he totally flops. It says, he said to them, that is Jesus, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ. Now, if you're reading this in Matthew, I don't know what that is. <clears throat> Amen. If you were reading that in Matthew, then uh, it would say, you, you would see Jesus turning around to Peter and saying, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven, and he gives him the keys of the kingdom and all this. But now Mark is far more brief as we've talked about. So Mark doesn't go into all that dialogue. He just says, then Jesus strictly warned them that they should tell no one about him. But keep in mind that Matthew says Jesus gave him a great big compliment at this point. Now let's go to the next one. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Everybody say, oh me. Because you don't rebuke God. You don't rebuke God. Now, but when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, read it with me, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Now, let's uh, go on. Is that all we have there, Marcia? All right. Let's, let's pray together. Father, I pray, open our understanding to this powerful word tonight. And I pray you'll teach us the importance of the mind, what we think about. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, will you breathe a prayer and say, Lord, speak to me. Amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, perk up and listen. You're going to need this tonight. You're going to need it tonight before you get home. Well, I love, uh, huh? Does this need to come off? Okay. You might have to run and get TJ. I don't know. All right. Well, there's no sound equipment in heaven. Thank God. 
Oh, I know it's mine, but I want to use this. I'm spoiled. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting our brother in a bad spot because TJ went back there to find him the rock. I'm going to use this thing. In the name of Jesus, get off of this. I'm just, just spoiled. I love these things. Now, what gets me is David Shibley won't use this. He wants a handheld. I can't imagine that. This sets your hands free. And if you're animated like I am, I like pointing and doing this and waving, and I want my hands free. I hate holding those handhelds, so I'm not going to do it. All right. Let me just try it. Let's... We're talking here now about Simon Peter, and, and I'm so glad the Bible tells us the truth about the disciples, because the disciples were just normal people like you and me. They were just normal like you and me. And here you got Simon Peter, shortly after being praised by Jesus because he received a revelation about who Jesus was, and it was by the Spirit because Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood, your own brilliance, Peter. Your own mind did not come up with this. You did not deduce that I am the Son of God, that I'm the Christ. My Father in heaven revealed it to you. And that's why I tell you folks often, God is not discovered, He's revealed. God's never discovered by the human mind or human effort. God is revealed. God decides he's going to reveal himself to us. The, the entire word of God is God simply deciding, I'm going to reveal myself to the human race. This is what I'm going to let them know. And so Simon Peter did not watch Jesus for a while and come to this own, his own conclusion. God opened up his eyes and showed him that he was the Christ. And I'm praying that tonight, God who is a God of revelation opens our eyes to understand the Word of God. Now, though Peter understood that Jesus was the Christ, he did not understand. He had partial revelation. He did not understand that he, being the Christ, was going to have to suffer for the sins of mankind. He didn't get it. Matter of fact, folks, they, they did not get it. The Twelve did not get it until after Pentecost. They were, they were dazed and confused until after Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit fell, they got bucket loads of revelation. But until then, when he was crucified, they didn't get it. When he was beaten, they didn't get it. When he told them he was going to die for them, he didn't get it. they didn't get it. When he said, I'm going to rise from the dead, they said, huh? When he said to them, uh, uh, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, as we talked about last week, they started arguing about whether or not they brought enough bread. These guys were just normal guys trying to figure out a supernormal, supernatural Messiah. So they didn't get it until the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to fall on us. I mean, have I had him fall on me? Yes. But do I need it again? Yes. Did it happen to me yesterday? Yes. Does it need to happen again? Yes. I don't live on spiritual fumes I live on fresh experiences because when the Holy Spirit falls, 
there is always with him a spirit of revelation. And so Simon Peter had part of it. When Jesus said, I'm going to have to be killed, he didn't get it. And he literally pulls God aside and starts rebuking God. Say with me, he didn't get it. I mean, if you can imagine God wrapped in skin staring at you and you're rebuking him, saying, far be it from you that you would do that. And Jesus wheeled around and he said something extremely important to Simon Peter. He said, you are not mindful of the things that be of God, but you are only mindful of the things that be of men. Now, the King James has a fancier word, savorist. And when I hear the word savor or savorist, I picture myself eating a steak or something. There's a flavor feeling to that word. But what Jesus was saying to him is so important. And I want us to put our minds tonight on what Jesus said to his disciple, because it will make the difference in your life, the difference in your walk. It will decide three things about your life that we're going to look at tonight, what you mind, what you are mindful of. Now, let me just put this, this word up here. I try to, I'm not trying to Greek you out, but I want to show you a word. That word mind or mindful or savorist comes from a Greek word, phroneo. Can you say it with me? Phroneo. Now you can go out and tell somebody I'm learning Greek at church. All right. Phroneo. Now here's what the Greek word that Jesus used, here's what it means. It means to entertain, to set the affections on, <clears throat> to be mentally disposed toward a thing. Now, the same word was used in Philippians 2.5. Let me just give you an example, a couple of other verses to give you an idea of what the word means. The Bible says, Paul wrote, let this mind, same word, phroneo, same affections. Let the, the same affections, the same mental focus be in you that was also in Jesus Christ. Now, I want you all to understand that the Bible here is talking about our mind, not just our spirit, our soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. But now he's saying you're, you are to love the Lord your God with all of your mind and strength and soul. You are to love God with your mind. So he's talking here about what we think about. Now, here's another example. <coughs> Excuse me. It's also used in Colossians 3, 2, when he says, set your affections, same word, phroneo, your mental focus and your heart affections, where everybody? <coughs> On things above not on things of this earth. So notice what the Word of God is saying to us. You have a mind and you have a will. And your will decides where your mind is going to go. If you couldn't set your mind on something, the Bible wouldn't tell you to. But the Bible's telling us, set your mind on what? On the things that are above. Well, I used to think, well, what does that mean? Am I supposed to be thinking about angels or... You know, cherubim, seraphim, how can I set my mind on what is above? It's also your affections. 
Set your mind on the things that are of God. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. If I want to set my mind on things above, I can just open up this book and read it. And I'm setting my mind on the things above. Because this is from above. I'm to set my mind on Christ. My mind on God. My mind on the things of the Spirit. Set your mind. Jesus is telling Peter that his mental focus and his heart affections were in the wrong place. And this moved him to rebuke Jesus out of the will of God. There is something that we need to get a hold of when it comes to setting our thoughts, setting our mind, what we think about, what we dwell on, what we muse, what we, what we meditate on, what we mentally regurgitate during the day. Amen, Pastor Jeff, I'm with you. I, you know, y'all's mind is thinking. I can, I can hear it. You know, this was something Jesus was giving Simon Peter a truth that I think could be spoken about every one of us. See, look at Simon Peter. He was a roller coaster. One minute he's moving in revelation. Next minute he's moving in the flesh. One minute, man, he's got a grip on who Jesus is that none of the 11 had. And he is singled out. Man, Simon Peter, way to go. That's from God. And I mean, in the next step, he steps into the flesh. Just like this. Have you ever felt that way? You feel real spiritual when you walk out in the morning until you get in rush hour traffic. And then you go from spiritual to fleshly. Anybody in here going to tell the truth and say, hey, man, I've done that. If you... Or on your way to church on Wednesday nights. Now, that this word, phreneo, when it's used in this verse, uh, it's in a verb tense. Just follow me here. It's in a verb tense that means to be ongoingly or continually doing something. Now, here's what Jesus was telling Peter. Peter, you are ongoingly, continually viewing life through the eyes of the flesh and not with the mind of God. And Peter, it's causing you to miss me. It's causing you to miss what's going on. It's something that you choose. We're not, we're talking about, uh, not about an emotion, but we're talking about setting your mind by choice. So Jesus is saying to Peter, he's saying, you're not being consistent, Peter. One minute you've got the revelation, the next minute you're in the flesh. You're not being consistent. Now I got to tell y'all what, what, what's happening in my own heart there has come a longing into my heart that I want, to, I want to grow into the fullness of the stature of the adulthood of a man of God. That's what I want. I mean, I, and, and what that means is, that means I want to be in the fullness of the stature of Christ. I don't want to be dealing with uh, childish things anymore. I don't want to mess. I don't have time. I'm 54. Life is moving on. Some things I want to get done. And one thing that I don't have time for is childish stuff. I want to grow up. It's a longing. And I know that, that Paul had the same desire for the church. He said, I'm praying for you. I am interceding for you. 
until Jesus be formed in you. That means you think like him. You walk like, see, you're never going to be like Jesus till you think like Jesus. It's not ever going to happen. You've got to think like Jesus to be like Jesus. And the only way you're going to think like Jesus is having your mind renewed. The only way your mind is going to be renewed is if you make up your mind to set your mind on things above. Set your mind to grow up. No longer being mindful or focused on the carnal things of this world, but focused on and having your affections on the spiritual things of God. In love with Him, seeking Him, driven to become like Him. Set your mind. Can you say with me, set your mind? Man, this is so important. <clears throat> Simon Peter, you are not habitually, consistently doing this. You're up and down and up and down and up and down. Like this microphone tonight. It's not his fault. Now, here's what we learn from the story. Spirituality is a mindset. Spirituality is a setting of the mind. It's a setting of the mind. I was thinking today about a, a, a movie I saw a while back, and there was a, a ship out at sea. And there was a terrible storm, terrible winds blowing and beating against that ship. And, you know, it's one of these older movies where it's rocking back and forth, and you got this salty old sea captain, and he's in his cabin, and you got a first mate, and he's got a hold of this wheel. And he's saying to this first mate, turn it, turn the wheel, set the rudder, just set the rudder. Because no matter how the wind is blowing, we will go the direction the rudder is set. Now, I want you to think about that. Because James said, your tongue is like a ship's rudder. And no matter how the wind is blowing, how the storms are beating against the house, you have a choice to set the rudder. And I'm not just talking about your tongue tonight. I'm talking about your mind, your thoughts, your thought life. See, what direction is your life going to go? You've got to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on the Word of God. Set your mind on Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about walking around all day where you never think about anything else. I'm not talking about being so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. I'm talking about... Initially, I would say first thing in the morning, you set your mind on the things of God. Have you ever noticed how if you don't do that, you're playing catch up the rest of the day? So spirituality is a mindset or a lack of it. And it depends a great deal on what you set your thoughts on. You know, if you were to stop and think about it, what do you think about all day long? What is really on your mind? If you were to look at your thought life and you were to say, well, I either usually think about fleshly things or spiritual. I would say I'm either predominantly spiritual or predominantly fleshly. Which would it be? What has captured your mind? What has captured your mind? You can set your mind on one of two things. I want you to say it with me. The things of God or the things of men or of the flesh. That's your choice. There's no other choice. Your mind is either on the things of God or it's on the things of men. 
period. Now let's look at what the word says about this. First, scripture teaches that what you set your mind on decides your walk in either the flesh or the spirit. What you set your mind on. How many of you want to walk in the spirit? <laughs> you want to walk in the spirit? If you walk in the spirit, you're going to bear the fruits of the spirit. You walk in the spirit, you're going to have a much better life than if you walk in the flesh. You know what the Bible says? That what you set your mind on decides whether or not you're going to walk in the flesh or in the spirit. Romans 8, 5. Let's put it up there, Marcia, can we? Look at this now. For those who live according to the flesh, what do they do, everybody? They set their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, I want you to catch that truth. Let that hit you between the eyes. What you set your mind on decides whether or not you're in the flesh. If you're walking in the flesh, it's because your mind is set on the flesh. Yeah, you ever stop? Well, I just know oh, I'm walking in the flesh because the Holy Spirit hadn't knocked me over the head and I'm, I haven't been in church in a while. No. If you're walking in the flesh, you can track it to what your mind's on. Isn't that what it says up here? Is this a wick wireism or does it say up, that up there? Okay. Now watch. But those who live according to the Spirit, what do they do? They set their mind on the things of the Spirit. I want you just to stop and think about that for a minute. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit, or you set your mind on the flesh. So, according to Romans 8, if I want to walk in the flesh, all i got to do is think about fleshly things. If I want to walk in the Spirit, I need to think about spiritual things. And this comes right down to, you know, my friend Tom Dooley, he's got a new invention. You'll be, you'll be seeing it. Uh, he has put the entire Bible on an MP3 player that uh, you can, it's, it's, it's this little gizmo. You can put it in your, in your top pocket or in your purse real easy. Got two earphones. And you can go through the whole Bible in a year listening 15 minutes a day instead of having to read the Word. If you're not a reader, you can be a listener. Amen? <clears throat> now, you know why I believe that thing is going to go all over the world? Because churches all over the West, I don't know about the East, but I know in the West, are discovering that their people are not in the Word. They're not. They say, well, I'll just go hear the preacher on Sunday and maybe on Wednesday night. But aside from that, uh, you know, that, that's when I get the Word. That's when I get my tank filled. But I got a newsflash for you. That's not going to do it for you. Church ought to be a time when we're all overflowing with the power of the Word of God from what we have been experiencing all week long and all church is, is an afterglow and just a, an outpouring of what's already been going on. <laughs> Y'all fellowship for a second. We're going to get this thing fixed. He wants to know. Oh, down there. Okay. Y'all turn to your neighbor and say, think about the things of God. I don't know. Here. Okay. 
I'm so glad that we can edit this for radio. But here's the deal. Like, I'll give you an example. There's a huge church in Rockwall that's got almost 20,000 people on a weekend going. The pastor took a poll. And in the poll, he asked, how often are you in the Word of God? And 28% of his congregation said, I'm regularly in the Word of God. 28%. Everybody say, oh, me. That's not an amen. That means if you have 20,000 people coming, 5,000 are in the Word regularly. 15,000 aren't. Now, I'm going to tell you something about the 15,000. They're not having victory. They're not bearing fruit. They're not enjoying the presence of God. We've got to get into the Word of God. You can't fiddle with the Word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, not an occasional brush up against the Word of God, but hearing. And so we need to be hearing all the time because look here, those who live according to the flesh have their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, I'm going to tell you what I know, and I'm not slamming a church. I don't know what the percentages in our church would be, but I want you to think about you. I don't care about, you know, don't worry about the person next to you. Think about you. If your mind is not on the things of the spirit, it is on the things of the flesh. You have no choice. So Jesus said to Peter, the reason you're missing God right now, Peter, is your mind is on the things of this world and not on the things of the Spirit. And you need to get your thinking right, Simon Peter. Well, we know that he later did, but my point is this. He says, set your mind on the Spirit, you're going to walk in the Spirit. Set your mind on the flesh, you're going to walk in the flesh. Those that are walking in the flesh are doing so because they've set their minds on it. You can't get up and turn on the TV and watch the Today Show or Good Morning America and read a quick paragraph or two out of the Fort Worth Startlegram and go out and rush hour traffic and expect to get to the office filled with the Holy Ghost. Garbage in, garbage out. Life in, life out. Even with all this popping, I think I'm preaching pretty good here. I want us to get, to get this. All right. <laughs> so the question is, what's your mind on? What is your mind on? How bad do you want to walk in the spirit? See, you're not mindful. Your mind can be full of either the fleshly things or the spirit. So if you want to walk in the spirit, get up and open up the Bible and let it talk to you. Listen to spiritual things. Listen to teachings. You have a million ways to get the Word of God into you. Don't let your spiritual life go anemic. Keep yourself full of the Word. Stay in the Word. Dwell in the Word. Meditate in the Word. When you get frustrated throughout the day, worship God and regurgitate mentally the Word and let it build you up. Now, here's the second thing. What you set your mind on decides your state of being. Now listen to Romans 8, 6. Do you have it up there, Marsha? All right, here we go. Or the 13. Look what it says. For if you live according to the flesh, what will happen to you? But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now I want you to look at this a minute. If you live according to the flesh, thinking about fleshly things, never putting the Word into your mind and your heart, but just kind of coasting along on, on a cruise control 
and, and, and you're not intentionally planning to get the Word of God into your mind, what is going to happen is you will die. Now, that is the Greek word thanatos, and I want you to understand it. It's not saying you're going to physically die, though thanatos is used to describe physically dead people. But it can also mean separated from God in a spiritual sense. See, if we don't walk in the Spirit, then we are, in essence, separated from God in a spiritual sense. And what he's telling us is, if your mind is on the flesh all the time, thinking about fleshly things all the time, worrying all the time, full of fear all the time, doubting all the time, never getting input from the Word of God, it creates a spiritual thanatos, a death or a separation from God. And this is what Jesus was telling Peter. Man, Peter, you've got to get your mind right. You've got to get your mind on the things of God and not on the things of this earth. If you are in Christ, set your mind on the things above and not on things of the earth. Can you say with me, I can set my mind because I have a will. And God says, use your will to set your mind. And that'll decide your state of being. I can tell you, if I get up, I'm going to be honest with you, this morning... I, I got up wrong. I got up too late. I had a call from somebody who wanted me to go somewhere with them. I went dashing out of that house without even time to get my coffee, which is major. It's major. And I went to this meeting, and I, and I heard, you know, somebody speak. And, but you know what? I feel like all day I've been trying to catch up. And see, when I do that, my mic pops. Bad things happen. But I've noticed if I get up, when I get up and I put my mind on the things of the Spirit, can you grab your Bible and say, this is something of the Spirit. This is, this is your sustenance. This is your sword, your shield, your food, your water. You've got to have it or you will experience spiritual thanatos, separation, distance from God. And so I've noticed when I get up and I feed my spirit with it, then my day is completely different. I have more power. I have more faith. I have more peace. I have more joy. And you got to set that rudder first thing every day, right off the bat. Are you doing that? Is that how you live? Is that how you live? Now, here's the last thing. What you set your mind on determines your victory or defeat over the flesh. What you set your mind on decides your victory or defeat over the flesh. Romans 8, 13, we just read it. There it is again. If you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the sinful deeds of the body, you will live. So what I set my mind on decides whether or not the flesh whips me, whether or not I win over the flesh. What I set my mind on. Amen. And so I'm not just reading this word for the heck of it. I'm reading it to survive. I'm reading it to win. I'm reading it to defeat my enemy. I'm reading it so that I'm strong on the inside. I'm reading it to care for my interior life. I'm reading it for soul care. I'm reading it to keep myself strong. 
If I don't read it, I'll weaken by the day. If I don't take in the word, I'm going to weaken by the day. That's what Jesus was telling Peter. You've got to have your mind on the things of God. Amen. And so Jesus said to his disciples one day, watch and pray. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Because if you don't, you're going to enter into temptation. Your spirit is always willing. But I guarantee you one thing about your flesh, always weak. Your flesh is always weak. It's never going to have a good day and be strong. Your flesh is always going to be weak. It's always going to take you away from God. And so we need to be strong in the word. So he said, set your mind. It's just like the rudder. Where does your mind dwell? What do you think about? What's on your mind? Worry, fear? What, what is on your mind? We've got to take the time and the trouble to get our mind on the things of the Spirit. Can we stand together tonight? You know, it's an old, old illustration, but it's true. There's two dogs on the inside of you, a black dog and a white dog, and they're fighting. Which one wins? The ones you feed the most. The one you feed the most. That's the one that wins. Some of you are in a spiritual battle. Some of you are fighting for your life. Some of you are fighting for your marriage. Some of you are fighting for your sanity. Some of you are fighting for your victory spiritually. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care how smart you are, how much money you make, what your name is, the size of your house, the niceness of your car. I don't care. None of that. None of it. I don't care if you've got charisma. I don't care if you're popular. It doesn't matter what you have as an individual. You will not win the fight we're in unless you set your mind. You're not going to. Phreneo, set your affections, set your thoughts on what is above and not on the things of this earth. Start your day that way and then go out and let the devil throw at you what he wants to. You've got a strong interior life. has been strengthened and you're going to win. Father, I just thank you, thank you God. for the victory of God. And Jesus told Simon Peter the truth. And, Lord, we know that Simon Peter later certainly got it. He stretched out his arms and feet, and they hung him on a cross upside down. And he was not saying, I don't get it. I don't understand what is going on. He had the mind of Christ. And now, Lord God, give us understanding how much easier life is when we're walking with our minds set on you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Father, I pray over this congregation right now 
and those listening by radio, that, Lord, you will help us to discipline our lives enough to get into the Word of God, into the place of prayer, to put enough of the Word into our souls that our minds are set on the things of the Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for that blessing. In Jesus' name. Sing, turn your eyes on Jesus. You know that, Keith? Can we do that? Amen. Thank you, Lord.